Hi, I'm Trent. I'm Jordan. And welcome to So-Called Parents, where we talk about the struggles, wins, and failures of striving to raise kids in a way that points them to Jesus, in a world that is becoming more and more challenging to do so. Well, welcome back to So-Called Parents. Um, <clears throat> another week down, and uh, season's starting to change, and Jordan's really happy about that. I hate fall. She, yeah, she, I love fall. Cooler weather. Football's on every, every night, it seems like. Literally the only good thing about fall is football season. Yeah. Everything else is terrible. Uh, well, I don't know. We just dropped like $55 on pumpkins that you had to have for fall being terrible. Well, they are ter- it is terrible. The only thing I do to decorate for fall is put pumpkins on the porch because I don't like an empty porch. Next year, we're just going to get like a pumpkin for each kid. And that's it. Fall is also death and dying. Everything dies in the fall. <laughs> the weather starts to it. get cold. Yeah, the leaves change and then they look awesome. They're dying. They're dead. They're just going dormant. But anyway. Agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's a good time of year and <clears throat> fall sports and all the activities and stuff are going on. But yeah. But part of the things that, um, one of the things that I have going on every Wednesday is I meet with some guys from our church for a, a Bible study uh, early in the morning. The thought is so we can be back to help with kids getting ready, which is cutting it close sometimes. But They're usually ready, but it does help because you can help me get them to really have to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. You're back in time for that. Yeah, because we meet at like 5.30, so we meet pretty early <clears throat> to get out there and get to it, but. But um, most people don't have to leave for work at seven o'clock in the morning. True. So that's true. Yeah. But uh, the, we've kind of been doing this series um, at that Bible study, and it's been focused on this verse, and I just thought it's really good. And so we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit today. Um, and it's First Corinthians sixteen, I guess verses thirteen through fourteen, and it says, "Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. Do everything in love." And we've been watching this series, and it's kind of like this pastor, I think he's out of Texas is what we're watching it from, but he's kind of been breaking down those two verses. And um, the first part, he we've been talking about being on guard, and uh, and really we were talking about like how he mentioned this in the series on how like the enemy is targeting kids right now um through i mean a lot of things that you see but especially through like this new gender ideology stuff that's going on <clears throat> and like i know that's a, a hot button issue sensitive it is but um i think it's something worth talking about um yeah and it, and he made a lot of sense the stuff that he was saying. I just thought it was really good. Um, uh, he he starts he started with he quoted this verse. It's Mark ten six. After that, and it's you know at the beginning of creation. This is Jesus talking. At the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife. And it's somehow, like in our culture right now, we've ended up at a place where like that basic truth is trying to be erased. Mm-hmm. which just kind of blows my mind. Um, I guess me, 
when we grow up, and maybe that's maybe it's because I was from a smaller area. Maybe it was more sheltered, but like I just never like this wouldn't even have been on my radar as something that would have been pushed, mm-hmm. you know, out to the public and and uh, yeah. So again, maybe that was me just being naive and from a coming from a place to just you know a small town where it's not out there. It's just not you don't have cases like that but i think maybe part of that's true but i also just think in general it's just loud everywhere it is yeah. it's, it wasn't that way when we were growing yeah up. i agree yeah i agree also social media has made it a like social media wasn't a huge mm-hmm. thing when we were young either yep yeah and <clears throat> i just really like that the first verse we mentioned that first corinthians 16 verse because i just think that's such a pivotal verse um for this time and with this subject, because you're going to have to do all four of those things. I think, you know, as, as we move forward, you have to be on guard, you know, standing firm, having courage and doing everything in love. And I think, I think those four together are where it's the most important. I think a lot of times people do one of those four. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But I think combining all four of those is just, um, really important the standing firm part is the part that stands out to me like the i feel like that's almost harder the hard part yep and the have courage part like yeah together yep just because there are so many people that i love that don't agree with the things Mm -hmm. that i agree with yeah so when those things come up in conversations or whatever it's it's hard to like verbalize how you feel because you don't want to hurt feelings yeah, and it's just like I mean, I mean every person is different. Like I don't want to speak for you know every person in a different lifestyle, you know, than than what I believe to be God's design. But like, it seems like the loud voices. Can I have this opinion that if you don't agree, then you don't love them? And right. like, and that's not true of everyone. No, it's not. It's not. But it feels that way a lot. Yeah, and. I mean, I I get that view of it. You know, if you if you try and flip the roles, right? Mm-hmm. And if someone's telling you that your lifestyle, you know, they disagree with it, I can see how that comes off personal. But it's just tough. It's a tough dynamic. We were. I was talking at a um, with some people once about the phrase "hate the sin, love the sinner." Right. And in, as a Christian, that makes a lot of sense to us right. because our identity is found in Jesus. In Christ. And, right. and make, like that forgiveness makes sense because we ourselves right. are but dependent if, on but that. But people who don't know Jesus, that is their identity. So when you are saying you don't agree with that, mm-hmm. it is personal to them, yeah. actually. Yeah, because their identity is wrapped up in that. Right. Yeah. And... and <sighs> That's what makes it so hard. Yeah, yeah, because we have two different you, views. I can say I I love you, yep. but then I say I don't like what they're doing. Yeah, they're but like, they well, identify as that. But they're like, like, well, you actually don't love me then. Yeah, yeah, and it's just really tough because it's just, um, <laughs> it's a tough place to get them to understand like your, you know, what you believe in, your theology, and and that it's, in essence, like it's not, that's how we ourselves, that's how we see ourselves, you mm-hmm. know, is sinners that are loved by a savior mm-hmm. right and 
just trying to imitate that love. Yeah. So it's just a tough dynamic. Um, when someone said that to me though, that was like, it was like a light bulb moment in my brain. I was like, yeah. that makes sense. And now I understand why they get angry. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it too. Yeah. yeah. And I think also, I think I've talked about this before, but just, um, and there's this the verse that I've mentioned before. I forget the, 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 uh, what the, uh, book and chapter the Bible is. Reference yeah. The or... reference is, but, um, it's that, that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, uh, but against, you know, spiritual forces and just remembering that, like my problem is not with any people that, that disagree with me. Like my, like, I don't have any you know, ill will or, or this is my goal. Like this is what I want, want my mindset to be. Sometimes it gets wrapped up and I think we can aim that at people. Mm-hmm. And, but what we should be doing is it's not against people it's not against flesh and blood like it's not against the people that you know choose to live that lifestyle and are are different and think different it's against the what i believe to be the spiritual forces that have led them to that point Mm -hmm. and again that's just i could see that being a really hard thing for them to see and and they don't have to understand that and but it should be evident in the way we treat people right yeah just because someone thinks differently for me does not mean i treat them differently then I treat someone who's in my small group. Yeah. And this guy in this Bible study that we were, we've were we been going through, he gives a story when he was with his grandson out eating, and they had a waiter who, I don't know, he didn't go into super detail, but was in some kind of transition phase probably. And um, they left, and his grandson was young. He said he was like nine maybe. And, um, he said, he just, he, he probably was like, Hey, did you, what, did you notice, uh, our waiter? And his, his grandson was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, we need to pray for that person. And, mm-hmm. um, I thought that's just a great message. Like that person is not, there's nothing wrong with that person. Mm-hmm. It's that person is the prize. You know, they're not the problem. They're not the enemy. Um, I believe there's some very confusing lies that that person believes in the moment, but um, but there's no ill will towards that person. Like mm-hmm. that, that person's soul is the prize. Mm-hmm. That's and I thought that was just a great <clears throat> um, kind of a great mindset mm-hmm. in those situations. And something you can I mean with our own kids, like that when you come into contact, like that should just be a great dialogue. I think mm-hmm. to kind of show and teach that whenever you see or hear anything that doesn't yeah. go along with what you mm-hmm. believe yeah with what we believe yeah yeah for sure and it just yeah i really like that all those verses that you brought up um you know and on that that first corinthians 16 one you know there's the being on guard and like fortunately like you just have to do that in places that we never used to mm-hmm. like it's just getting pushed a lot everywhere right like um Disney Pixar, right? That's probably one of the most disappointing ones because growing up, like the Disney Channel, that was like the safe channel, right? right? That's like what your parents let you watch. You're like, oh, they're they're watching Disney. It's fine, Mm -hmm. right? Like they're not going to see anything that they shouldn't. And now it's like you have to... You have to pre-screen everything. You have to screen it and it's like you just can't trust it. Like, um, yeah, because you just don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, they've come out and pushed all this stuff and it's... um, 
you know, we we just recently had us with one of their new ones, that Elemental movie mm-hmm. or whatever, and I, I had never heard anything really in it, and we started watching it, and I had heard a few things. You had heard a few things, yeah, yeah that's right. And we we decided to just watch it, and yeah. if something came up, we would talk about it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of like feel like that almost has become our mindset because it's like you kind of have to talk about it yeah yeah and it's a natural way to bring it up yeah exactly and but we did stop with them because it was bedtime it was bed. yeah but then ruby asked the other day if we could if we could finish watching i was like i don't know i said dad dad might need to just do a little research on it but she's asked me like three or four times Mm -hmm. and um i did I, i looked into it and and i I watched it actually just the other night. I was watching it, yeah, just to see. And there were some subtle things in there, and you know, like one's introduced as like non-binary, and um, gets introduced as like a they/them or something. And kids, I don't know if kids would catch it. No, kids probably won't even catch that, right? And um, so it was very. Menis- Honestly, that movie I was more uncomfortable with the almost swear words. Yeah, there was a lot. That my kids, well, I don't know, maybe Wade would catch on to that. Yeah, he would. Wade yeah. probably does know actually what they're meaning. Yeah. Younger yeah. ones might not, but I was like, I thought they were about to yeah. say the actual word. I was like, whoa, hold up. Yeah. Which is a shame because like we were talking last night as I f- we were finishing it, I was like, there's a lot of like really good messages in that movie too. It, it talks about like, you know, like this... Loving people different than yeah, you. Yeah, loving people who are different than you and like how it's okay to, to love, you know, to, you know, it kind of, it kind of had the vibe of like the two main characters were trying to portray like different races or cultures. Yeah, like fire, they're fire yeah, and water. But they were in a relationship and like, right. and like those are great messages, right? But it's just like, you just can't just trust anything, you know, you mm-hmm. have to screen everything and it's kind of exhausting at times, mm-hmm. you know, when. You want, to be, you want to be like a time just yeah just you, know, you can always movie. put on bluey bluey well you think you <laughs> well hope. that's true yeah we, right right now i feel like i can put on bluey but. see that's my point like we we haven't watched every episode of bluey no that's true and it is a disney produced show so it's like they might could have slipped something in and we maybe we don't know like i just you know so yeah it's just the only qualm I have with Bluey right now is that it has unrealistic versions of parents. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's fine. We've talked about that before. You can move yeah. on. But yeah, so just the being on guard, it's just, um, it's a real thing, especially with young kids. I think, you know, as you, as you cause when they maybe haven't they're had, they're like, they're in like formative years right now. Yeah. And it's like, I think the, the big thing for us is that we want to like lay these foundational truths that, and explain to them that these truths come from the Bible, which we believe is God's word, right? We're not trying to hide them from anything. No. But we also want to be proactive, I yeah. guess. I don't know. And I don't think that we're probably being super successful in that. But I feel like our kids are probably hearing more things than we know and think Probably. Right now. I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. Right? But, but yeah. I don't know. It's something we probably could do better in, honestly. Yeah. It's just something that as a parent, when your oldest one is not even eight years old yet, you're like, I shouldn't have to talk about these things yet. But yeah. in reality, in reality, it's getting younger, younger. They're they're hearing things at school yeah. that we have no idea that. Well, hearing. we were just talking about the other day, like when do you start talking to your kids with like you know the talk type stuff, you know? And it's like it's probably a lot younger than it was with us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I don't know. Don't know the answer to that. But probably coming sooner rather than later Ugh. for all this. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But the but talking about that, like, you know, the being on guard and um I think to to non believers and maybe even some people, you know, that kinda go to church casually, like that probably seems like very overprotective. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like 100% they don't get that. And the series that we're doing, he he gave just I thought it was the best analogy of that. Um so he said, like he gave it like this, right? So imagine like a child who's playing on the highway and looks to be having like this great time. Like playing on the highway. Like playing on the highway, okay. you know, and you know, playing all, or alongside the okay. highway. Okay. Right, close to it. And someone's looking at him, watching this kid through like a telescope, right? Which is like, you know, a zoomed in lens. I right? think like an old, you know, telescope, like that you, you know, retract. Pull out. Yeah, pull out, right? And look through it. And they're seeing it and they're looking like, oh, like, oh, like they're having such a fun time. But like then uh, someone comes in and runs and grabs the kid out of the way and, you know, out of the, out of the uh, road, and to the person through the telescope, through that lens, it seems like, why did you do that? Right? But then, like, the person who did that could see that there was a truck coming, mm-hmm. you know, like a Mack truck coming down the road. And his point was, the world is looking through a telescope lens, and we have the advantage of looking through a broader lens. And that broader lens is that we know, we know how the story ends. We know... The story is that Jesus comes back and saves us. Mm-hmm. And so when we run and, and grab that, grab your kid out of the road, when that Mack truck is coming towards them, it's because we have this wide lens. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're doing that because we have the wide lens of eternity. And, like, our our narrow, we're not through the narrow lens of, like, you know, wanting our kid to be popular at school or fit in or, you know, excel in sports or et cetera, et cetera, have all the friends, right? It's the wide lens of we want our child to choose a relationship with Jesus and go to heaven. Like mm-hmm. we have that wider lens. And I thought that was just, uh, and I probably butchered that analogy. Like when, just as, as I was saying it, I was like, when he did, when he said it, I was like, man, that was so good. I didn't feel like it was delivered, you know, as well. I there, but, yeah. He just didn't look as impressed as I was when I first heard it. So, yeah. Sorry. I also didn't hear all the context surrounding the story. That's true. So I probably told the story wrong, but but it was it was just so good. I, I love that thought that you know, kind of the point of we don't have to concern ourselves with what people who are looking through the narrow lens think, mm-hmm. right? Because um, we're concerned with the big picture. But <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. I I just think of. I don't know, as teaching, like, I've had some interactions with students who, you know, are kind of in the middle of this, this, um, I guess you would call it identity crisis, you know, in a way. And Being uh, fed a lot of lies. Yeah. And one was, you know, a few years ago, and it was fairly young, and um, we're identifying as something else, and... Another teacher who had a discussion with it, with 
this person. This person. Um, was just talking with him one day and asked him, you know, why? You know, how did this come about? Like, why'd you decide that? And because they were curious. It was, just, it was a honest, uh, innocent discussion. And they said, well, I was I was online and was talking to some people in a chat room and they were really nice to me. And this is what they said they were. <clears throat> so this is what I decided I was going to be. <laughs> I just thought, man, how sad and like how different that kid's life could be if, you know, they had truth spoken over them or in that moment of crisis and need and when they were feeling down. And um, they mentioned this verse. It's Ephesians 2.20, <clears throat> or 2.20, sorry. Ephesians 2.10. And this is the NLT version, and it says... Ooh, I love a good NLT version. Yeah, you do. I do, too, this one. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. And I just thought, what would that kid's story look like if like someone spoke that truth to them in that moment? Mm-hmm. You know, that you were created a masterpiece. God created you perfectly perfectly and i think of that with our kids you know with our daughters and son like god created you a girl he created you he did not make a mistake he has a plan for you i mean it says right here that you he you are his masterpiece and he has these great things planned for you and he planned he planned them for you before you're even born and i mean and I think this would be a good thing to talk about with Ruby, this verse especially. Mm-hmm. She's, I don't think she has a gender identity problem at all. No, <laughs> but no. no, she is a tomboy. Right. Like she's not super girly and that's fine. Although yep. it's a struggle for me because I always thought you I'd have are, a girly yeah. girl. <laughs> but she does have moments. Like she, she has, a, she has moments where, yeah. yeah. Um, but we were getting ready for kindergarten. Do you remember this one day? Mm. And she said... I'm really just a girly boy. And we said, no, honey, you're not a girly boy. You are a girl. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. likes lots of things. Yep. But we were, wanted to make sure we corrected that because yeah. Yeah. you don't want her to say that to someone who would be like, oh, yes, yeah. you are. And I actually, I did talk about this with her. Um, oh, did you? Because this, this verse we, was a couple, probably three weeks ago in our Bible study when we did it. But I did. And, and uh yeah, I've made I sure. just don't. I don't think she really understood what she was saying. No, no, she doesn't. And but and actually, I I brought that up that same story. I do remember that at my Bible study. I was talking about it, and you know, like eight years ago, that happened, and like you like, wouldn't think anything of it. Like, oh, well, it's just a tomboy. Like, yeah. yeah. But now it's like, well, what if the what if that comment gets made in front of the wrong person? whether it's at a school and then or, continues to feed through yes, feed into that and then lie. That lie gets fed to it yeah. and it's like okay now i can see why these things can start to become an issue yeah like again it wasn't it wasn't her saying anything i think she just didn't know how to actually verbalize what she meant yeah and it's like but you thing. just want to make like you don't want someone to hear her say something that they think she believes is truth yeah and then the, the same is true for lie. like little boys that because some of the guys in our group have little boys young boys and um, with older sisters and they 
Floyd dress up and put on the dress. Well, that's why Ruby is the way she is because she had an older brother right? who only played with cars. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because I was talking about it with these guys and they're like, you know, we, and they said the same thing. You know, when I was growing up, when you were when you're three and four years old, you know, you have sisters and they paint your fingernails and you don't think anything of it. But mm-hmm. now it's like, because of all this stuff, it's in the back of your mind. You're like, uh, like I need to reaffirm. Like it's the same thing. Like, unfortunately with the lies, because <clears throat> kind of going back to the start, right? He's targeting our kids. And you're, I mean, this is one of the things he's clearly using to target kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I'm talking about Satan, right? Mm-hmm. And like, Things that would have seemed harmless 10 years ago, you were probably like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Like, they still are harmless, but... They are. Like, a boy playing with Barbies is fine. Yeah. A boy <laughs> whose sisters paint his fingernails is fine. Yeah. They are harmless, but, like, right. I feel like I have the need to, like, speak this truth to him just right. because of it, right? Like, and especially, like, if it's in your home, like, I'm not too worried about it, right? But, like, if it's elsewhere, like, you don't know what... Mm-hmm. You don't know what message that... Someone's going to push on them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why I feel like I have to push this message at home. Like, hey, Ephesians 2.10, right? You are God's masterpiece. He made you perfectly. He made you a boy. He made you a girl. He made For a reason. For, for a, a reason. Yep. He he maybe made you to to take on a wife or a husband someday. He, that might be his He plan. might make you a girl that isn't girly, but that's still yep. okay. Yeah. And it's just... It's, yeah, it's just kind of where we're at, you know, be on guard, stand firm, have courage and like, and in love, right? It's just, it's going to take all four of those things, I think, for the, mm-hmm. for the future. And it's, it's going to be hard because the voices get loud and they call you names when you stand firm and have courage. And I feel like it'll probably only get harder to stand firm, mm-hmm. have courage, speak truth even when you're doing it in love. But just want to encourage everyone to to stay to it. So thanks for listening. Um, hope you've had a great couple of weeks. Again, we're going to kind of the every other week just because life is kind of crazy um, with everything in the new school year. Uh, you want to keep making meanif- meaningful episodes yeah, and not just Yeah, want to put thought into together. it and, yeah, pray over it and really dive into Scripture about it. So, yeah, not just putting one out every week so who knows at some point we might go back to a weekly if once we get a little more time maybe after christmas we'll have to see but yeah but thank you for listening really appreciate it and uh remember if you have kids in your life then we believe you've been so called to be a parent